0: Now, Robert De Niro creates a terrifying portrait of life on the edge of madness. Taxi Driver, a film by Martin Scorsese. One of the reasons that Taxi Driver is so iconic is because it acknowledged thoughts and feelings that men had. You know, men who were extremely lonely and sexually frustrated. At least until a few years ago, a lot of those feelings were not aired in public a lot. Paul Schrader has talked a lot about how basically he wrote this movie as an exorcism for feelings that he was having about women at that time, you know, a time when he was in extreme isolation. I think for a lot of particularly men who have seen this movie over the years, it feels like an airing out of a certain secret knowledge. I don't think it does anymore. Travis Bickle's thoughts and ideas and feelings he says some very disturbing things about women over the course of the movie like there's that scene where he says women they're like a union or when he's you know yelling at Sybil Shepherd later on he says you're in a hell and you're gonna die in a hell like the rest of them I mean, those are the sorts of thoughts that would be on a message board today. But I think even as recently as 10 years ago, people watching this movie, like it it would have felt like, wow, somebody knows that these thoughts are going on.
1: There's a lot going on in the film thematically about, you know, masculinity Gender is obviously a major theme of the film, but I think that uh, another potential reading of it, which I think is working in tandem, is that it's simply a film about exclusion and one person's quest to be normal and kind of be accepted. During Travis Bickle's monologues throughout the film, one of the things that becomes clear is above all else, he wants to be seen as normal. He wants to be considered one of the normal ones. One of the first kind of violence-tinged things he says is, you know, he's driving around in the cab and he says, you know, all the animals come out at nights, you know, and one day a real rain will come and wash the scum from the streets. And he's looking out at a neighborhood in New York where there are the adult theaters that, of course, he himself frequents, the sex workers and the pimps and the criminals. And, of course, this is... In many respects the world he himself inhabits, but he knows that it's not the upright respectable world that he wants to inhabit. He's somebody who is almost completely lacking in any sense of self, He attempts to appear normal, but his attempts to appear normal towards other people are completely derivative. He's just sort of going through the motions of like things he's seen on TV or things that he thinks are kind of expected of him. He has no real sense of self underneath it all. One of the things he says that I think is most striking, you know, he says, I believe someone should become a person like other people. Which on the surface is such a simplistic statement, but which I think conveys so much about the feeling of exclusion that is really central to the character.
0: Something the movie articulates is that things that come easily to some people don't come easily to others. It's hard to make a human connection, for some people at least. It's hard to be natural and not self-conscious. For many people, it's very hard to know how to flirt And I think a lot of people, and we've seen this with the rise of the so-called incel movement, there are very few outlets to express that frustration, you know? If you are somebody who is, for example, a virgin at age 25, that can be a very difficult and potentially even traumatic thing to carry around with you. I think one of the reasons this movie was so you know resonant and popular for so long is uh, that for a lot of people it it articulated those those feelings that are deeply unfashionable to have.
1: Though it's not as didactic as Joker and not as kind of uh, you know clear in its moral thesis. I do think Travis Bickle's uh, kind of material circumstances uh, are something the film makes us aware of. There was a particular visual that I'd never noticed that's so easy to miss, which I think speaks to this. Throughout the film, we see Travis Bickle go to a restaurant where he kind of meets with various other people. You know, there's this council of like sad bastards that work at the, uh, the cab company, Uh, who are the closest thing to kind of human connection that he has. And there's a scene where he's talking to them, and he keeps getting distracted. And he puts some seltzer in the water that's on the table in front of him. And as the bubbles kind of satisfyingly fizz, the camera zooms into the seltzer. And if you look very closely, you can see there are impurities in the seltzer. There are little tiny specks of dirt floating around in the water. And I think this is emblematic of... Travis Bickle's inability to escape the grime and poverty that's all around him. There are many things at the root of his anger and alienation and his sense of otherness from society, but this in some ways I think is foundational to it all. Uh, His feeling of being caught in this ugliness and grime and being completely unable to account for it, rationalize it, understand it in any kind of wider, you know, social or ideological way he knows it's bad he knows it's uncomfortable he knows there are people that live lives considered normal and upright and he wants to sort of be among them but he has no language for moral outrage or even explanation available to him beyond that so by the end of the film violence is kind of his only recourse This elaborate fantasy where he gets to play the hero in his own story that he erects for himself is his only recourse